yo, 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 what up, Choco Olympia Lessons fam? It's Choco Olympia of Choco Olympia Lessons. Howdy! That was I Think You Freaky by Diane Tward, and I am obsessed with them and Yolandi because she's crazy. Crazy in a good way, in the best possible way that you can be crazy. Um, That's the God's Death Trap remix, in case you wanted to look it up and don't have it already in all of your playlists. So, yeah, make sure, because the regular one is cool, but that one with the crazy bass and the drops and, like, the fucking, like, you're at a rave shit, that shit that I love, is God's Death Trap remix, okay? So make sure you don't forget that. Anyways, hi guys, what up? It is Monday and I'm recording today because I I said that I do what I want, you know? And I felt like recording today. Oh, last week when I did episode 51, that song was Grimes and it's called Reality. It's reality with an I because it's Grimes and she's different. And it says that it's a it's a uh, debut or it's like a rare track or something. I don't know. I, fa- I, I don't remember how I found it. I found it on Spotify. I have a Spotify. I love music. It's what, like, motivates me and drives me. And um, you have to give credit. And you probably, I probably really am not allowed to play any of these songs. But the cool thing about having your podcast be a mom and pop podcast but it's just me and I'm not a mom or a pop so I don't know what you would call that but um, when you're an amateur and you have a podcast uh, you know no one says anything yet Uh, so that's why I give people credit and hopefully that's not a problem obviously I pay for all of the music sources that I use and so you know because I'm all about artists getting compensated for the shit that they do, right? Like, I remember years ago, some of you guys won't know this, but years ago you could pirate music and there were, um, there was like Napster and people probably only really know Napster now because of the, the Facebook movie and Justin Timberlake, because <laughs> I think he was the Napster guy, right? Uh, <laughs> but there was a thing and like live Livewire? Was that a thing? Or LimeWire? I forget what it was called. That was like the booty one. But Napster was like the the legit one. But I used both of them. What are you going to do? Oh no, is this bad that I admitted that? This is like a, a, a recording of admittance to pirating music. But that was a long time ago. And here's the thing. I pay for all of my music. You know? And as a dance teacher, you also have to pay the like the music mafia and I forget their name, but they send you a letter when, like, when I had a studio, they send you this letter and they're like, hey, we heard that you have a studio and you probably play music. So unless you're playing like the cheesy stuff that you hear at 24 Hour Fitness where people like basically do karaoke to a Rihanna song and then it's like sounds pretty much like one of her songs, but it's not really Rihanna, then you can get away with that. But if you're using Rihanna, then you have to pay an extra fee, which is so weird to me because you're paying for the song already, right, to buy it because we don't have, well, I don't know of anything that's like Napster now. There's probably something out there that exists because everything exists, especially in today's society. But even if, like, 
you pay for your music that you buy at the store, right, or online because nobody goes to a music store anymore because they don't exist because <laughs> everything is so futuristic. Um, but then you also have to pay to play the music that you paid for at a place where people are taking your classes. So <laughs> I call them the music mafia because uh, because you have to pay them. And it's like you already bought your music, but you still have to pay. I don't, I don't know how to work, how it works. You know, I don't, I don't know. So don't ask me, don't at me, don't come for me for any of that. I have no idea. All I know is I love music. I try to support the musicians that I listen to by either going to their concerts or buying their music or telling other people about them or using them in playlists or asking for permission if I can choreograph to it. So you know, I, I'm doing as much as I fucking can for the music, you know? <laughs> it's episode 52. I don't remember if I said that or not, but we're here and it's happening. Uh, I hope you guys had a nice weekend and have a nice start to your week happening. Um, let's just get right into all of the things. I There's a few things that I wanted to talk about. One of them mostly being... Well, we'll get to the we'll get to the we'll get to the meat and the potatoes in a second, you know? Um meat and potatoes, you know, that's such a like old school thing. It's also when I think of meat and potatoes, I think of like constipation because you need you need veggies to flush out the meat and the potatoes. You know what I'm saying? So like I get it. It's the hearty part, right? That's like the phrase if in case you don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, the meat and potatoes. Uh we'll get to that in a second. Last night, I watched Nikki Glaser's comedy special on Netflix. And I know, I feel like last time I talked about comedy too. Listen, between music, dance, and comedy, that's like what keeps me me happy, you know? So uh, you got to find the things that work for you and the things that keep you motivated, the things that make you laugh, things that remind you not to take shit so seriously. Because if you fall into that trap where you take shit seriously, you just become a wrinkled non-fun twat and that is no good so I'm trying to help you prevent being that you can also be a non-fun twat as a male just because it's a twat doesn't mean that a male can't be one a female can be a twat and a male can be a twat anybody can be a twat Um, it's fluid gender neutral positive xyz all the things okay so anybody can be a twat So that's why you have to pay attention to like where your energy is going and what keeps you happy and who you're around. And if there's like energy vampires, that's really important too. That's from a book that I read a long time ago. He spoke about energy vampires and that's a huge thing um, because people will suck your energy, especially if you let them and they tend to have that characteristic. So don't do that. You guys, it's October. I'm so excited. Um, that was just me. That made me think of vampires and um, random tangent. I had this thought the other day and it weirded me out because I thought to myself, what if I was bitten by a vampire? Vampire? <laughs> what if I was bitten by a vampire? A vampire? What if I was bitten by a vampire and I didn't know 
And I went through that whole, you know, like in the movies when they reenact the transformation of going from a human to becoming a vampire. And it's like apparently really painful and uncomfortable and you're like screaming and it's like your blood is, I don't know what it's doing. It's changing into vampire blood because it doesn't work anymore or something. I don't know. Um, but what if, what if I was bitten by a vampire and... I turned into one, but was like asleep or just didn't know, you know, or maybe I had been drinking and I just like passed out and didn't feel that part. I don't know. This is all hypothetical or maybe it's not. I don't know. That's the whole point. What if that happened and I didn't know that I was a vampire and I was living my life every day with the obvious conclusion of, you know, at some point I'm going to die. But when you're a vampire, you don't die. You just live forever, right? And you just like go through different groups of friends because once they all die, then now you need new friends who are your age, air quotes, right? Because vampires are all a million years old. What if that happened to me and I didn't know? And one, I didn't know that I could do cool shit and I wasn't taking advantage of it. And two, I guess that's probably it. That's the main thing. Yeah. Like what, what if, what if I didn't know that I had turned into a vampire and could live forever, was invincible and wasn't taking advantage of the fact that I could like not work or, (laughs) I mean, I'd probably, I'd have to have some kind of a job, right? Unless I just lived on the street, but you don't sleep when you're a vampire. So I wouldn't be tired right? And then like I could travel anywhere and not really have to worry about it. I could probably fly. I'd be invisible. Well, I guess that's only in mirrors. But what if, what, like that, and I just realized, I said, that is like one of my biggest fears, that I'm a vampire and I have no idea that I am and I'm not using my abilities to the fullest. But here's the kicker. We all to some extent, are doing that, right? Because whether it's some kind of weird self, I don't know, thought that you have in your head that you're unable to do something, or maybe all growing up someone told you that you couldn't do something, or maybe your parents have very limiting values and pushed them onto you or maybe you have friends who are asshole twats asshole twats whoa (laughs) but maybe you have friends who don't support you so you don't think that you can do any of the ideas that you come up with you know what if we all pretended that we without being weird with like the teeth and shit right But what if we all pretended that we were vampires who had gone through the transformation and had no idea and could do anything? I mean, obviously, again, the caveat being without hurting yourself or someone else because it may not be true. So you don't want to actually try to jump from building and fly when in actuality you were never really bitten by a vampire. So you can't live forever. You know what I mean? So, you know, pay attention to that part. But what if we lived our lives like we were invincible and could do anything. What if we did that? Now, I said I wasn't going to get to the meat and potatoes and I started off with a tangent idea and it led me to the meat and potatoes. So here we are at the meat and potatoes. 
but hear me out. Recently, and I talked about this last episode, I have been noticing that a lot of the things that I've been working on and putting in my vision board were coming to fruition. And I was really excited about it and just like beside myself emotionally and just felt um, overwhelmingly happy and um, proud of myself, you know? And I feel like for whatever reason, society, um, it's like this weird thing that if you're proud of yourself or if you give yourself a pat on the back, it's like borderline conceited, which is weird to me because how, you know, you should have self-esteem and you should be confident and we don't necessarily have classes in how to be confident and how to have self-esteem and how to believe in yourself. Um, If you're lucky, you have that in your family and they are teaching that to you or you have it from your friends and they are teaching it to you or you have that from your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your significant other and they teach it to you or you have amazing teachers who help teach that to you. Or maybe you read books and you listen to podcasts and you watch movies and you read articles and you do your research and you teach that to yourself. However you come about learning how to be confident and have self-esteem, it's not a given that you are going to be taught that as you grow up and go through life, right? But on social media, what I've what I notice is that if someone's proud of something that they do, they get haters or they get people who are in their comments or they get just people who have a a weird attitude about that person. Maybe they don't say it to that person's face, but they say it to someone else that that person knows. And it's just like this weird whatever. And I wanted to do this long post about self-esteem and being proud of yourself and clapping for your damn self when you do achieve something that you've worked really hard on. Not being a conceited twat about things, not being like, oh my god, look what I did, you know, because that's gross and we all know people like that, but it's being humble and being confident And a lot of the times on this podcast and even on my Instagram page, I try to condone self-esteem and giving yourself a pat on the back and sharing the things that you're doing. Because how else are people really going to know? Unless we're in your close, tight-knit circle, we might not know the things that you're up to. And not that you have to share everything that you're up to. I think it's good when you don't share everything on social media. But if it's something you've been working on and you're proud of yourself, post it. Post it. It's weird. I have this weird borderline thing where I'm like, there's sharing, which is like a good amount, and you're proud of it, and that's awesome. And then there's sharing everything. And I don't think that anyone needs to share everything. I feel like it's weird if you share everything. Now... I do also think that sharing things that are dope and sharing fuck-ups are fun. Um, I don't think you have to share all of your fuck-ups unless that's your thing you want to do that. I don't think you should just share the good things and never talk about the fuck-ups because that's not realistic. Um, So I think it's kind of like finding your balance, right? Like 
the shit that makes me laugh the most on my page, and I, I kind of revamped my Instagram page because I wanted to focus more on certain things, but I do very much miss my old stuff, and sometimes I'll just kind of scroll down because I, I have a lot of old posts up. Um, but I didn't want to be like a meme queen. I didn't want to have just like funny memes be what my page was about, which is totally great if you are doing that because I fucking follow those pages and I love them and I appreciate them and I crack my ass up. I crack my ass up? My ass? How do you? <laughs> I crack my ass up. Yeah, right? I crack, I crack up. I crack my ass up. I don't know. Anyway, I tag people in shit, I send it to shit, I repost that shit. It's funny to me, and that's what makes me laugh, and I appreciate it. Appreciate. So, you know, there's not, I'm not saying that that's bad. I just, I, for me, for my page, I didn't want to have my page be memes. I wanted it to be work that I do. So, um, <clears throat> when I'll scroll back down to like the beginning when I first created my page or like even a couple of years ago and I just laugh at some of the shit that I posted because my page is very much my personality I know people are like oh well you know it's like my page is a persona that I created or whatever yes yeah, so that's mine and it's my persona <laughs> now of course like some of the captions and like some of the attitude of the posts that I post are extreme and not necessarily how I am all the time, right? Like, I don't consider myself a badass bitch walking around all the time. Like, there's definitely days where I'm fucking goofy as fuck or uh, where I look like I'm a homeless person because I didn't feel like wearing makeup or doing my hair or um, just there's so many, there's so many different things, you know? Um, and I appreciate that too. When I'm looking at Instagram and social media, when I follow someone who's like a model on Instagram and they share the times when they're like not at a photo shoot because <laughs> you're not always going to be at a photo shoot and sometimes you are and that's great and sometimes you're not, you know? And the reality is um, I think it's funny to share the stuff that's real and normal and everyday and not all work and photo shoots and pretty posed pictures with like great lighting and amazing props, you know? But um, yeah, so I, I condone sharing your wins. I also condone sharing the funny shit, like the mistakes. I also condone sharing when you have like a real moment um what I like so much about my podcast and I know that's <laughs> I know that sounds really cocky what I like the most about my podcast you guys is that it's amazing <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Listen, hear, hear me out, okay? What I like about my podcast is that I don't edit anything. <laughs> like, you can listen to any episode and know that it's just me recording my episodes, being real as fuck, and 
not editing things out. There's times where I'm doing like a fucking annoying sound with my mouth, <laughs> like talking, and I leave it in because what are you gonna do? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cut this and I don't have time. You know, like I'm happy to be able to provide this and share this with people and hopefully again it makes people laugh or entertains you or keeps you you know engaged while you're doing something shitty that you don't want to be doing like cleaning your house or folding laundry right not like having sex with your man (laughs) that would be really weird please don't listen to my podcast while you're having sex with anyone please please don't do that um but even from day one from the very first episode with me figuring out what the fuck I was doing and still even to this day figuring things out, I don't edit anything out because that's just not how I am. That's not in my personality. So if you know me in real life, which sounds weird to say, but if you know me in real life, you know that that matches. Um, so yeah, I don't cut anything out. I don't the 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 most technical I am is when I'm playing a song at the beginning of the podcast. The most technical I've ever gotten on this podcast was me creating a song <laughs> for my podcast <laughs> and my soundboard. That's as technical as I've gotten, you know? And people will ask me like, oh, well, don't you want to be in a studio? Don't you want to use it? No, I don't want to do any of that. You know why? Because then I wouldn't do it. Because it's just, that's too much. It's too much. I can't just create a genuine, raw podcast episode. And even like one day, maybe I'll have this connected to a YouTube channel specifically for this podcast. But honestly, for me to be able to think about what I look like and then recording and then what I want to talk about and all of that shit all at the same time, it's like doing the most. It's like, it's like, it's like 69. Like you're trying to, you're trying to please somebody and then get, you're receiving at the same time and you're like, it's, it's over, uh, what do you call it? It's like playing with all the toys and and then your person and then like all the fingers and then it's like, you know, like I, I can't, I just want to focus on the one thing. (laughs) It's too many things going, it's overstimulation, which can be great, but also can be really shitty and just too much, right? So, um, people have asked me why I don't have a YouTube channel and blah 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 I do have a YouTube channel it's just not connected to this and if I recorded while I was recording that would just be like then I have to put makeup on and do my hair and like wear something and (laughs) we've all talked about or you guys oh shit (laughs) I just ran my hand into the table see I gesticulate a lot even when I'm not being recorded, so that would just like add all the things, and it would just be way too much. Um, but yeah, we know that I like to record sometimes semi-nude, and that's not really gonna fly on YouTube. So there you go. Um, how did we get here? I was talking about Nikki Glaser, but then I think I, I fell away from that. Right? Okay. So um, you have to watch her special. It's really fucking funny. I love a comedian who's female who embraces her sexuality. I think that's really important, especially for women nowadays. Um, I also think 
that guys need to listen to it so that they fucking learn something. <laughs> In all support and with love, right? With love, watch Nikki Glaser's Netflix special so that you can be educated on what it's like to be a female because you might not know, even though you have friends who are female or because you've dated women or because you are in a relationship with one or because you've banged them, like pay attention to what she says because I think everyone will learn something and I think that that's important. (laughs) It's not just a funny show, it's taking some knowledge for you. So yeah, uh, I was fortunate enough to see her last year when she came. <sighs> she came to San Diego and here, okay, look, I bitch about San Diego a lot. I do have love for San Diego, but I also have hate. <laughs> now people will be like, well, why don't you just leave San Diego? <laughs> okay. I love the weather of San Diego. I love the things that I'm familiar with. I have my favorite this, my favorite that. There's new things coming in, so there's enough to keep me, like, interested. Uh, What I don't appreciate is, like, knowing everyone and their fucking mom, right? Because people will laugh at me and be like, oh, my God, San Diego is not small because I say that it's, like, a small town. But, uh, yeah, it is, like, a small town. If you've lived here for a long time and you go, you know, like, I go everywhere in San Diego. I don't just frequent a certain area. But... And especially, like, I teach throughout the city, and so it's like, when you're building a business, you're trying to brand, and people know who you are, and it's, again, this is all sounding really fucking stuck up, but (laughs) I'm not, this is not my point. I'm not trying to be like, oh my god, people know me. That's not what I'm fucking saying. I'm saying, if you've lived here long enough in San Diego, it repeats a lot. So you see the same people at different events and you'll be, you know, in a place where you see someone and and then there's people that you don't ever see. So it's a it's a small town in a not small town. There. That's how I'll describe it. And so I get it because I'm not from here originally, but I grew up here so it's basically my home. Um But I also love the fact that I can just drive to the beach in 15 minutes, or I can go downtown in 15 minutes, or I can go to La Jolla, whatever, like all these different places. I say everything is 15 minutes away, but it's really not. It takes like half an hour, 25 minutes, something like that. But um, probably another reason why I'm sometimes late to things. But anyway, (laughs) where was I going with that? Oh, so... So people who aren't from here, like stars, who come to San Diego, I feel bad because San Diego can suck a big dick sometimes. And when it comes to like appreciating art and things that are cool and different, San Diego has a big stick up its ass. And I don't get it. I don't know why I get confused. I posted something the other day on my IG story that I like, I've, there's, San Diego pisses me off when it comes to like, People, like, big music stars won't come to San Diego all the time because it's whack. And the audiences can be lame. Like, Beyonce was fucking here last year and she said 
during one of her songs, she was like, no, let's try that again. And then she said something. And then the second time around, everyone was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, because the first time she said something, people were just like, yay, because that's what San Diego does. Everything about that is San Diego. And that's what drives me nuts about San Diego. So when people do come to San Diego that I really like, I like to go and watch and support and not represent the lame people who live here (laughs) because there's a lot of them, I feel. Um, It's the same thing with businesses here. People will be like, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to go to that. And then that business will close and they're like, oh, I never got a chance to go. Well, yeah, because you never went. You never went to go support. You always want to bitch about how shit's expensive. Like, I get it. It's expensive here. True. But it's expensive for everybody everywhere. You know, like, what are you gonna do about it? Um, So yeah, that's my, that's my soapbox on San Diego. But I did get a chance to see her in San Diego, Nikki Glaser. Let's get back to the point. (laughs) And she was awesome. And she took pictures after her show. And the reason why I was saying that San Diego is lame is because like, maybe 10 people stayed after to take a picture with her. And I was just like, Oh, God, you know, like fucking San Diego. And then that's going to be a memory in her head of like, I went to San Diego and those fuckwads just like only 10 of them stayed to take a photo with me. So I felt like I should tell her that she did a great job because she did. And so when I met her, I said, good job. And then I thought, what the fuck? Why would you say that to her? Like, obviously, no, she did good job. You know, I wanted to be like, but San Diego is just dumb. So that's why this is a small meet and greet. It's because San Diego is stupid and doesn't realize what they have. And then once those people leave and go do bigger, better things somewhere else, then they're like, oh my God, that person's from San Diego. I totally have seen her before. Like eat my asshole, you know, stupid. Anyways, um, oh boy, it was a, it was a weekend of performance and, uh, while I was talking about the whole music thing and supporting artists and paying for music and then paying the fee to play your music, um, it just kind of got me thinking with things that I was also seeing on social media about how it is to be an artist and I I feel like I feel like people who aren't artists I'm talking about musicians dancers actors um, choreographers directors costume designers I'm talking about all those artist type people poets whatever right writers Um, I feel like people tend to not pay us for our worth because we're having fun like It's fun to dance. It's fun to sing at a show. It's fun to perform. It's fun to act. It's fun to be in a theater. It's fun to direct. It's fun to choreograph something. It's fun to do costumes for something. It's fun to make props. But it's a job. Like, we also deserve to be paid for what we do, even though it's fun. And even though millions of people would want to do what you're doing as a performer. I'm not going to go into detail about it because if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, then just hear me for what it is about knowing your worth. And I've done this type of episode a lot 
and I've done it on other podcasts where I talk about knowing your worth as a teacher um, if you're an independent contractor or if you're doing you know your own business type work where you have to set your own pricing and fees um, it's really important to to value your training and the amount of time it took to create something, to come up with an idea, to then teach it, to rehearse it, to execute it. And uh, I run into this a lot in San Diego where people don't want to pay enough for what it is. And I don't get it. I don't know what it is. Again, I think it's the whole San Diego thing. Um, But it's really frustrating. And I last year, or I guess no, it was earlier this year. I have a lot of people that reach out to me that either want me to do some type of work, whether it's choreograph something or model something or do this or, you know, and I'm totally open. Again, we talked about this last episode. I'm open to the information. I am totally down to hear what your proposal is and if it works for me or not. And if it doesn't, then I very nicely say, no, thank you. Maybe um, you'll find someone else to do this for you and good luck with that. Or I accept whatever it is that is being offered. I had someone who, um, and you know, she's a, I guess I'm not going to go into too much detail about who this person is because some of you might know who she is. Um, But she was having this particular event take place and she wanted uh, choreography and performers for this particular event. And um, constantly, constantly, constantly talking about knowing your worth and paying people what they deserve and blah, 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 blah. Women empowerment, da, 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 the whole thing, all of it, right? So when I sent over my proposal for what I expected and what I wanted my dancers to be able to get, because I always look out for dancers, I'm, I, am not going to do a job where I get paid and not pay dancers. That doesn't make any sense. There are people out there who will do that shit, and that's fucked up. Um, but yeah, so I was trying to talk with her about a specific pricing that I had in mind for me and then for my dancers, and this is the total price and how it would break down and what you would be getting in that time and blah, blah, blah. And... um her response was um I'm going to kind of check out and see what other pricing is out there which basically means that's too much for me to pay um so I'm gonna try to find it cheaper it's the lingo that everybody who owns a business knows if you're a tattoo artist you know if you're a hairstylist you know if you're a makeup artist you know uh which is fine Sure, you should find what works for your budget. However, I did my research, so I know how much people were paying to get to this event, and I knew about how much she was probably going to make at the end um, based on those sales. And what I was asking for was not... It was not ridiculous. It was what I thought myself for choreographing and organizing and the dancers for learning and rehearsing and keeping that date open should receive. And I also did my research to see what was out there. And that was the number that I came up with. So um, 
ended up, long story short, or long story long, because I can't ever seem to tell a short story, (laughs) is that she didn't go with me. And I don't even know who she ended up going with because it just was this weird, it was a weird, like, you're going to be getting professional work done and professional dancers to perform. You don't think that that's worth your monetary contribution or payment. It's not a contribution. It's a payment because this isn't a donation. It's a job. It's work for a stellar show. So what do you think is a valid price? Like there was never. So the thing was that she never got back with an answer. I literally had to like flag her down and ask what happened and it kind of became like a ghosting which is weird it was like a business ghosting (laughs) so you know I'm having these people tentatively hold these dates and I am too which sucks because then you're like in limbo trying to figure out if you should be looking for something else or what's going on right and then I just I eventually was like look you guys I haven't heard back from her just let let go of the dates I'm letting go of the dates Um, If I hear from her, great. If you guys are available, awesome. But if not, then, you know, I'll figure it out. But we're we're just going to assume that it's a no. Uh, Which is very, very unprofessional on her part. And annoying to me because I have to then appear unprofessional. Because I have to let these people know that it's not happening anymore. Or that I will contact them if I hear anything. Which is, like, lame. So... I don't know if that's just a San Diego thing. I feel like it's not, but I feel like the cheapness is. And again, I get it. It's expensive to live here. True. It's also expensive to live in San Francisco. It's also expensive expensive to live in LA. It's also expensive to live in New York. Like it's wh- what do you want? <laughs> you pay for what you get. You pay for quality, right? We all know that. But for whatever reason, it just, it's like this weird thing that I run into in San Diego and it's frustrating because I didn't know how to share that without stepping on people's toes or offending this particular person or this group or this studio or this location, you know? Um, but there was a friend of mine who recently posted something about it and I, I love it because it got the dialogue started And immediately people who, you know, fall into the category of maybe not taking care of compensating people as much as they should be are defensive and upset and like triggered. And um, it's just, it's interesting to see how that works out in a dialogue. In a dialogue, you should be able to just have a dialogue and have all of the equal parties, like have the parties equally talk and discuss about what the situation is without it getting heated. There was no like anger or hatred coming from this particular person, but all of a sudden there's these people who are starting to get like upset and um, offended. Um, and, you know, I feel like Someone recently, not even recently, it was a while ago, was asking me to do an episode that like compares millennials and Generation X and 
an erection. <laughs> Whoa. Generation Z? Is that one? Who are the old people? No offense. Because I think I'm technically part of that one. Um, no, those are my parents. My parents are part of... Uh, fuck. I don't remember. But so the different the different age groups, right? I think there's a, I think there's an X and there's a Z. There might be a Y. There might be a Y too. Y2K. Um, but there is also the baby boomers. Is that who it is? They're the ones that get really offended and upset about shit. And I don't really know how to explain why that is because I try not to hang out with them. (laughs) I try not to hang out with baby boomers. Uh, I mean, aside from my parents, right? Like, but even then, you know, when you hang out with your parents, it's a different age group. There's a different mentality. There's different <sighs> histories. There's a uh, different experience. Things were said differently back then. Things are changing now. And, um, but I don't know. I just, I've, I've been trying to stay out of the dialogue other than reaching out to my friend who said something and his um, boyfriend who is also associated with the same thing. Um, But because on Facebook, I I really hate Facebook, one, we already know that. And two, I hate it because if you make a comment, then you automatically get everybody else's comments and then you get like the passive aggressive like, well, so-and-so, I saw your comment and I wanted to comment back and it's like nobody's talking to you, bitch, you know? Like... I was talking to my friend whose post this is, and that's who I was talking to. But great. I mean, if it's a dialogue on Facebook, which is not a dialogue, um, then I guess share your two cents. But I think that it was important that it was brought up and said because I think that someone needed to say it. And if I said it, uh, everybody would be triggered because I like to use curse words and funny sarcastic sense of humor and not everybody vibes well with that so the person who did say something is um able to nicely get his point out uh (laughs) in a poetic way and with a friendly smile and that's always appreciated right um i take to my podcast where i can be sarcastic with my tribe members my chocolumpia lessons tribe my fam and uh we talk there or i talk and they message me (laughs) or send me um dms laughing about certain parts of the episode anyway uh so yeah i mean that was that was also a very side note i I wasn't gonna go into that too much i just did i did want to touch base on it but um (laughs) i was driving the other day this goes back to the meat and potatoes part of uh self-esteem and um just kind of knowing that you're capable I was driving and this person had a driver's license and it said you got it (laughs) and I don't know how I don't remember what the letters were but it was you basically when you read it said you got it and that's how I read it and I thought thanks lady because it was a nice reminder that I that I do got it and I can do this And um, the best part was that she was, I think, a baby boomer. (laughs) She was an older white lady. And I appreciate 
her telling me, you got it. So I don't know if she's just like, maybe she wasn't white. Maybe she was, I don't know. It just didn't seem like something, if I looked at her, it's not something that I would think she would say to someone as a a way to cheer for them or support them, but I appreciated it very much. And I love when things don't match because, um, I don't want to say don't match because that doesn't sound positive. I mean, like if I see a girl who's wearing glasses who looks kind of like nerdy or dorky, right? All of these things, especially, and this is why I love you guys, all of these things that I say would technically be offensive or like triggering to regular social media with people that I don't know and who don't know how I speak. But I'm not saying it in a way to be offensive, right? Like if you, if I say that you're nerdy, if I say someone's nerdy, that's not an insult. P.S. That means you're fucking smart. You just have a certain look. Like when I picture someone who's nerdy, they maybe have glasses and that's not bad. I remember getting in trouble in Catholic school because I called one of my friends nerdy because she had glasses and then it was this whole thing I had to talk to the principal and then my dad my stepdad was like because he wears glasses he was like so am I nerdy and I was like no (laughs) but yes like what do you want me to say (laughs) if I had glasses I also I think I need glasses but also I think that I would love a glasses a glasses oh my god I think I would love a glasses because it would make me look I don't know. I think glasses can also be hot. So, like, if you're a hot girl with glasses, you're like, oh, wait, she's hot. But also, she's really smart, too. Like, that's fucking rad. Go, girl. You know? Like, that's what I mean by things not matching. Okay? So, now that that's explained, see what I mean? The whole thing is just, it's too many fucking words. Like, the fact that I have to explain all that so someone's feelings don't get hurt is, like, too many words. You know? Just don't get your feeling hurt feelings hurt. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm describing something. So what was I saying? (laughs) See, that's what I mean. You spend so much time like making sure that everybody's okay that you forget what the fuck you're talking about. Something about glasses. I don't know. Did I, was I saying that the lady driving had glasses? I don't think she had glasses. She just looked like, she looked like a baby boomer who maybe like sold real estate or something and just wouldn't say something like you got it to someone in support but anyway yeah so you got it you got it uh i don't remember what i was talking about that's so annoying so yeah i i got in trouble um for a lot of things in catholic school but uh, saying that my best friend at the time was a nerd or was nerdy because she had glasses got me in trouble and then that got me in trouble with my stepdad because he has glasses and then it was this whole stupid thing but um oh when things don't match okay so yeah I kind of talked about it so like if there's a girl who wears glasses we'll use that example and hopefully I won't forget what the fuck I'm talking about and she can like kill it in hip-hop that's dope. Or if I see a blonde girl who can kill it in hip hop and dance like a man, I love that shit. Or if I can see a guy who um, looks like a a dude, right, but can fucking slay it in heels and is more feminine 
in his movement than a woman is like that's fucking rad too like I love all the shit that doesn't match to me that's what I mean by not matching and again that's not an insult to anybody like I feel like I don't match the shit that I do like people don't look at me and go oh she probably likes shit that's goth or she probably listens to heavy metal like nobody would think that seeing me probably but I do and I like all of that you know what I mean so it's like, whatever, dude. Um, we had the episode earlier about fucking the box. Fuck the box. Stop putting people in boxes. People want to put people in boxes so they can figure people out. And then so they can put people in a box and just be like, okay, you're contained there. That's where you'll stay. And that means that you won't ever have to like travel into these other sections of things. And I don't have to worry about you in this aspect. Only in this aspect where you're in a box. I only have to worry about you here. Like if someone is, uh, we'll just use dancer because that's the first thing I can think of. If someone's a dancer, right, and they dance hip hop, they're like, okay, you're a hip hop dancer and you're in this box. I don't have to worry about you being a modern dancer or a ballet dancer or a contemporary jazz dancer because you're in the hip hop box. But then when that person starts to bleed into the other boxes, it's like, oh no, they're not in the box anymore. Now I'm threatened because they were only supposed to be in this hip hop box, but now they're in all of these other boxes. And I, I, I now I have to be on my toes, no pun intended, and be ready to be in competition with them which is so dumb because it's not even like that like that's not even how it works like if you're good you're good right and if you're not you train and if you're good you train and you stay humble and you work hard in whatever it is whether it's dance or fucking writing or being a musician or being a scientist so um wow we're all over the place in this episode that's what happens when you have coffee coffee uh so, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's this, this meme. It's not even a meme. It's actually a video. My friend who has just a similar, a demented um, sense of humor as myself sent me this <laughs> clip. And it's um, of Kyle Dunnigan. He's a comedian. I don't really know much about him outside of what this particular clip is but it's a horrible clip (laughs) so it's funny and it's about Michael Jackson I'll just say this it's about Michael Jackson and um it's like an interview of him talking about Neverland right or the documentary that was done about him and uh there's a part so you you can just go and watch it on your own. I'm not going to play it here and I'm not going to repeat the entire thing, but I so here's the heads up and it's like a trigger warning. If you're offended by Michael Jackson and that whole thing, which I mean, who isn't? It's offensive. But like if you're going to be sensitive about it, then then maybe you don't go and watch that video on Instagram or on Twitter, on the Twitter. Um and I'm not even going to share it in my Insta story because someone will get offended and be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, but uh, he goes, Dems the rules. And it's like the way he says it is the funniest shit. And anytime someone wants to argue with me about whatever, uh, whatever outlines I'm giving or protocol or like information I just I 
go back to that in my head and then I have to explain it. So I'm explaining it to everybody now all at once. Dems the rules. You have to just watch that clip because it is, it's, <laughs> it's too much. It's funny. Um, man, so we got through a lot of shit today. I hope the takeaway is that you are confident in yourself you is kind, you is smart, you is beautiful, or whatever that whole thing is that I never remember or quote correctly. But uh, if you've seen The Help, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen The Help, you should watch it and um, educate yourself on what what olden times were like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know, you guys. Um yeah, I, I'm going to cut this short because there's a couple of things that I do want to talk about, but I'll save it for the next episode, y'all. Thank you so much for listening and sharing and reposting. Thank you for listening to the crazy shit that comes out of my mouth from my crazy brain. Um, please continue to rate and review and tell your friends about it. Please actually leave a review. If you have an iPhone, please go into your iApple podcast and type in a review for me because that is like a Christmas present for me in October. And I know it's October, and um, but it's coming, you know? And if you don't believe in Christmas, that's fine. You can still give me a Christmas present. And that would be to write a review in my reviews for Chocolumpia Lessons. I have um, people inquiring about sponsorships, which is great. I don't know how that will go since you know what this podcast is about and all of the language that I have in it. But hopefully someone will be funky enough and cool enough to be like, yeah, I like that show and I like that Chocolumpia and what she's talking about on that Chocolumpia Lessons podcast. I'm going to do a sponsorship with her. And um, and then, you know, one day we'll all be on a fucking island just drinking coconut water straight from a tree and shooting the shit about Chocolumpia Lessons. Thank you much. Thank you much. Oh, my God. I need to go. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Appreciate you. Dems the rules. <laughs>